Hey everybody, my name is Alex, and this is Lunchbox Radio Con Report. So, I just wanted to check in with you guys after, um, this won't be very long, but I just wanted to check in with you guys after, um, the first day of Anime NYC, tell you guys a little bit about what I saw, what I did, all that fun jazz. So, first off, there is a ton of people here, um, just, just a critically wild amount. It's better managed than last year. So I don't know if um, I ever talked about this last year, but last year what they did with the lanyards for your badge was they just kind of left the box out in the open and just let people attack the box of lanyards or the the boxes of lanyards in like a parking lot. It was not it was not a great look. Um, I'll see if they do that again this this Saturday because I don't think I went. I think I only went like on a Saturday or Sunday last year, but it was much more managed than that. People were actually like there to give you the lanyard, um, which sounds it sounds unnecessary. But when you have that sheer amount of people, or that like just kind of constantly hyped up to go to these things, it's it just it just gets crazy. The thing I. So what I saw was I mostly did the I mostly did the artist alley and panels yesterday. So I got to see the first episode the first two episodes of Delicious and Dungeon. I didn't see the they don't they never show the um opening, so it's a little odd watching the show. Like you kind of have to have an understanding of where the first episode's and and the second episode starts because what happens with these things is they they are like it's not so much as they're like coming in hot necessarily, but they're coming in hot enough where maybe it's just not all done yet. <laughs> like it, it's just not all there and perfect yet. So they bring what they have, which is usually the meat of the episode, pun intended, with delicious and dungeon. Um and that show looks that show was real fun. That show will be real fun. That show will be. That show will be a fun time in the way that Freyren's a fun time. If that makes any sense, like it'll it'll be like a calming Yashke Yashke kind of fun thing to watch at the end of the day. Um, I also kind of the very first panel I went to, I kind of drifted into the um. Viz panel where they introduced the mangaka, where they had a special guest of the mangaka of, um, Undead Unlock, and he basically he he basically convinced me I want to watch that thing because he he's he's delightful and he's so lots of people lots of people get this impression of mangaka that they're super weird, but no, but like that's not as true as you think like they are just they're just people and even more so they're just like nerdy people so it um it like he he clearly like it's clear that he took inspiration from fighting games and he was like straight up yes street fighter um he he gave everybody his main i think he said i forget who he said but it was it was just like delightful and there's a lot of so if you're following online, there's a lot of stuff you just won't see because they 
they are putting up like no photography, no recording signs, like reckless abandon because just it's just stuff that they can't that that they don't want out there yet, which makes total sense to me. Today, um, well, before I talk about today, um, the last at the last panel I went to since I skipped the middle because I wanted to like wander the dealer's floor <laughs> and just like drink it in and I so I the the stuff I bought that I'm going to tell you about is I the very first booth I visited was from Eat Slugs. She's one of the main artists for Sukiban at NYC. I've always wanted to meet her. She was delightful. Um I helped her deal with Square for the first time there, which was hilarious and fantastic. Um, I also um, got a piece that I've always wanted from Bryce Draws. Um, and that's really a lot of what I personally shop for at these conventions because I follow a lot of artists on the internet and you just, you can't get their stuff otherwise. Like you just, it's very hard to get stuff from the, from both Bryce Draws and um and eat slugs online because stuff constantly sells out. So a way around that is if they're going to be in a convent at a convention in an artist alley somewhere close to you, they'll usually tell you and you can go and they'll have a fair amount there. So like I've always liked her Year of the Tiger piece that she did. So I bought that. <laughs> I always like the um like night market vibe um piece from from Calvary Bebop from Bryce Draws, so I bought that. Um I've got a couple other artists that I'm gonna hit probably throughout the weekend. Um I already know where um Ukiyoe Heroes is and for the record, Ukiyoe Heroes probably because it's a better business deal for him for for them not even him at this point like he's got a whole thing behind him has really changed the way they um the, the way that they sell online to a more limited drop style thing probably because it's just it's easier to not have stock to like create stock for order and then sell through and then not deal with holding a bunch of stock like of of product not like company stock but like a bunch when i say stock i mean like actually the actual physical art pieces um but so he's there so i've definitely want to get something from him i usually get pins from him because i have i actually have one of his um big beautiful prints that is all I've just already got it. I've had it for years. Um but it was one of the first things I bought when I spun up my new studio space. But for the like three D printing workshop section, I have the Tony Stark making the armor um Ukiwe inspired print from him. But um so I want I'm gonna I'm certainly gonna check him out again. I also wanna check out um and probably get some stickers from Iron Pinky just because his stuff rules. 
Um, I already, once again, I already have a print from Iron Pinky. He's one of the easier ones to buy prints from online, actually. Like, you can just show up, and generally speaking, he'll have a whole lot there for you. But he, he also doesn't do a whole lot of press, so it's just nice to see the dude and talk to him. Um, I also got a notebook from Boomslank that I'm actually going to fill up, ho- hopefully fill up with stamps from around Japan when I go to Japan next month on the 27th. Um, but yeah, it's so, it's a big, it's a, anime OIC is always a big thing, but now it's a big, like, populated thing, if that makes any sense. And not that it hasn't been, like, a big deal for a while, but... Anime as a medium is really ever-present at nerd conventions now. So so the thing I'll say is, like, there were, like, blow-ups and stuff last year, and we'll see what's there today, but there there isn't as much... Like show up and show up and show out kind of boost design in terms of like did not a giant inflatable one Luffy from One Piece did not as many like life size figures although it's a very nice life size figure of um of Crunchy Hime from Crunchyroll in the like Crunchyroll Pavilion universe area that you can go where they have all the um. They have all the uh, dioramas set up for you to take pictures in, which is, it's really interesting to me that that exists, but, like, I'm not, actually, that's not true. I kind of want to take a picture in the Freyren one, (laughs) but, like, I I look at them, I'm like, I I don't, okay. Um, but, so that that, I do want to, at some point over the next two days, because I didn't even try this yesterday, um, want to check out the, like, immersive domain expansion thing from Jujutsu Kaisen, because I want to see, I think I know whose domain they do, I just want to see how they do it, and a, a lot of this stuff for me is like, oh, that's cool, like, that's, cool like how they do this stuff um i i encountered like the music stage for crunchyroll and i immediately bounced off it because it was there it was was crunchy hime who if you haven't heard is also a vtuber now addressing the audience i was just like oh this feels like marketing paste i can't be here right now and immediately was like okay nope Great secret bathrooms up there, though. Um, because in these conventions, it pays to know, like, where the bathrooms physically are and, like, how crowded they could be at any one time because you just need to go to the bathroom. I also didn't eat there yesterday. And I might not eat there today because, although I might not be able to avoid it because I've got a panel that I deeply want to go to at, in the middle of the day. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's a good time. It's a, it's a, it's a fun time. It's, 
it's a fun time, but it's it feels a little bit more muted from last year when you had like the giant. So it's it's just like there's two sides to it. First off, there's no like giant, um, there's not a whole lot of giant pillars this time round. It's not to say that the booths aren't showy, that, like, people aren't, like, pulling out either a lot or all the stops. But, like, it's just, it's it's pretty, it's a little, it's just a tad bit more down to earth than it was last year. And I, I saw this with the programming lineup, like, no... Even with something like One Piece, there's not much to, like, there's there's not, there's there's a lot to hype, but at the same point, it's all the same stuff as last year, so with the exception of something like Undead Unlock, and so it ends up being, it, it, it ends up being less, like, balls to the walls that makes any sense and i it's just this is this is brain salad at freaking five o'clock in the morning the morning after um the first day which started at um started at um two and went and i was there till eight i think panels were there until 10 um I think it it's going from ten to ten this morning. <laughs> it's just like, and also the 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 lines in general were way better managed this year. So like last year they had for a couple of the panels they had queuing rooms for this for this year, unless you showed up and and I got into everything I wanted to get into anything I I didn't want to go to I didn't go to, but like. You showed up and the panel room had a queue room. So, like, you'd show up for a panel and you'd go into that panel's um, queue room, which was, like, they had a couple empty rooms. And they just, instead of having people line up in the open and, like, cause panic of, like, oh, what's this? And then reading and then freaking out. They removed the, they removed the FOMO on that level by putting the by putting the lines by putting the, the people waiting for panels in rooms largely, which means that you don't have that FOMO of like this looks really popular maybe I should go to this oh god I can't, um, because a lot of, uh, if you've never thought about it, running a convention is largely about, um, not about the thing the convention's about or any of that stuff. It's about the flow and management of people. And a lot of people negative feelings about be it convent, be it anywhere that are like large masses of people kind of things are about not the thing they're there for. Like, people who go to Disney World and don't like Disney World very often don't... Well, maybe they do. I've never been to Disney World. It's it's a bit of a cliche for a childhood cancer survivor to go, Disney World, so I haven't been. 
Um, not just that reason, but that is a not insignificant reason of like, yeah. <laughs> there's some universal Make a Wish kids moves, and going to Disney World is so much one of them. That Disney has a whole like <laughs> Make a Wish department, and like when you, when like they get a Make a Wish call, like they've got a whole thing they do. They they ask you what you want, and they just make it happen. It's wild, but also it's in in the community of cancer survivors. That's like a known thing. Like what you you spent your wish on Disney World? <laughs> you realize you like that wish was for anything, right? That was legit. Like this is a thing, and and then I'll um give wrap it up with the con. This is a thing that people don't realize about people who have been childhood cancer survivors since at least I've been alive. Um generally speaking, you get a wish. <laughs> and that wish can be for fucking anything. So give you an example, my wish resulted in a computer when they were like very expensive. <laughs> My wish resulted in a in the in a top of the line computer when Gateway was still a computer company when they were thousands of dollars, like not just like two grand. We're talking like eight and up, like serious computer hardware back when. And now you would laugh at the computer I had. I would laugh at the computer I had, but at the time it was like a top-of-the-line, holy-shit computer. Um, but, and that should tell you how old I am also. But, like, I used my I used my wish on that. Um, somebody used their wish to meet Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, people have used their wish to do some wild things. A kid used his wish at some point to go polar bear hunting, which they, like, bundled this kid up, gave him a camera, and allowed him to shoot photos of polar bears in the arctic which is wild um so just so you have a like point of reference it's like somebody's like 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 oh i i use my wish to go to disneyland that's great that i love that for people but that's also a little table stakes <laughs> it's also like oh you use your wish to do the thing that is stereotypically what you spend a wish on Think bigger. Think weirder. Like, be prime minister of Japan for a day, my guy. And on that note, um, really, the first day was fun and interesting. It's interesting to see what panels they have. Um, I've had my panels planned out. I, a couple weeks ago, before, before when they opened up, um, when they opened up panel, the um, panel schedule, I went through, I think on my lunch break at work, and like just like tapped out the panels I wanted. And then later I went back through and I'm like, yeah, but I won't be able to make it here for this. I want to go. I have two panels scheduled that overlap each other. Which one do I want to go to more? And today even I like edited and called and was like, well, with just at this screening panel, I don't want to go to another screening. I don't really have anything that I want to do more than I want to explore the dealer's floor and, like, 
go find the Crunchyroll booth and maybe acquire a bag. Because, okay, so this is my last... This is my this is my big gripe with anime cons, and I know that like the era of swag bags where you get a DVD in a bag has changed, and like if you want that shit, you really need to get that shit um, in like the in your included with your ticket. Although you can totally go acquire a bag at the Crunchyroll station, I think, which I might do first thing this this morning. Um, and, but, like, give people a bag, like, you're essentially opening up a big, super specialized fucking mall for three days, and you're asking a bunch of, let's face it, financially irresponsible, <laughs> on many levels, um, young, young to not-so-young people, because I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, to just to just pour their money into this endless pit of money and buy art that they that in my case wait like basically the calendar year to say like hey I got to see I I'm really happy I got to see Eat Slugs at Anime NYC. It, that's that's the time when I can buy her work when I can support her as an like fight through finances as an artist because her stuff sells out all the time same thing with Bryce Draws every time I look at Bryce Draws on friggin Etsy the store's closed so like you have some reasonable understanding that just about everybody in there is going to buy something aside from food Make it easy for them to carry the stuff. You know, branding opportunity, give them a bag or partnership opportunity. Partner with somebody and say, we'll put your logo on the bag. Um, so the last two things I want to talk about is I, I was here last week for a professional event. I'm a furniture buyer and... I went to BD Home, which is a big, um, which is a big furniture show in the same, in the same venue, in the Javits. A, that did nothing for me in terms of knowing where anything was. I thought it would. Did not particularly help. But B, I was, the, one of the most fascinating things was it was like a Nike billboard up by the Javits, and now it's a Persona billboard. <laughs> it's a billboard for anime shit, which is so wild. So I've talked about this before, but one of the first conventions I ever went to was um, Big Apple Anime Fest, which got canceled, which got screwed out of existence by the Republican National Convention of that year, of, of, like, the following year, like, that's the real reason why it stopped, like, the Republican Party outbid anime when I was a kid, and, uh, like, a, like, a world-class convention just folded, just folded under the pressure, um, the Liberty City anime used to be the kind of, in my mind, spiritual successor to that, 
I don't know if Liberty City anime still runs, but I used to do, I, at the point at which I stopped doing panel there, I was doing like three or four panels. <laughs> I was a big part of the panel programming at Liberty City anime. I should investigate whether they are still running and resume that practice. Cause that was a lot of fun for me, but, um, a lot of fun for people who can see the panels, obviously, but the, the thing that happened at the, at the very, at the tail end there in like 2015, when I, um, when I was like a punk kid and I was, it's either, not either 2000, no, it's not 2015. That's too, that's still too recent. I'm older than that. But whenever Liberty City anime ended, whenever, um, Big Apple Anime Fest ended, they had like taken over Times Square. <laughs> like they were showing, they were showing Princess Mononoke on the Coca-Cola billboard. It was wild. There were, manga was being sold in the streets. Like it was wild. And you see that more and more with the, with anime cons. It's like people know they're around. People like, it's, so like, I went to an after party yesterday and it was at a, like, a known club and just a guy who was, like, that was, like, his local place to go hang out and, like, have a good time on Friday nights came out of his apartment and to his partner just, like, said, like, there's a line around the block and that was us. And that's a huge deal. Like, we we are now, like, a considered force in the universe um, which is just fascinating. But on that note, what I want to end it is I want to end it with the um, with the Anime News Network panel. Now, I went to the Anime News Network. I didn't go to the Anime News Network panel last year because it, it happened on the, – they only had one, I think, and it happened on um, on the day I wasn't there, so probably like – it probably happened Friday and I went Saturday, but, um, they, they their panel is always really interesting because, and Christopher McDonald, the, um, publisher of Anime News Network, straight up says, like, we kind of introduce ourselves, talk a little bit about what we do, and by 10 minutes in, we're the questions because we just want questions. Um, and they showed off a new t-shirt that they're designing, and going to release to subscribers. I'm going to subscribe to Anime News Network because I think it's an important thing. Um, and like per year, it's pretty cheap. Like you can subscribe for, um, for like twenty four dollars a year. It's not it's not super expensive. Um, you can also subscribe for like a hundred eighty dollars a year, but that's still not like give you an idea. A standard streaming subscription is like around a hundred to hundred and twenty a year. So like it's not it's not that much comparatively. But um it's just really interesting to like see the human beings who cover all this stuff. Like I've never seen li- I don't usually have time or the scheduling um lineup to tune into live streams. So like I don't think I'd ever seen Lindsay Loveridge. Um, 
I'd seen Chris McDonald before. Like, I've been to an Anime News Network panel before. But it's just, it's really, it's just really, it, it was really interesting. And they've, they've changed a lot because they are largely, I think they were probably always largely digital, a digital environment. But they talked about that. They talked about, like, talked about anything you ask them about. And they're, on Sunday, I think I might check out. I don't think it, I don't, I'm not sure whether I'll check it out, but I think I might check out the, um, anime journalism panel that they are going to do, which is explicitly, and when I went to their last panel, this was, um, they've now split it out into two, which I think is smart. They, um, do an anime journalism panel that's about, like, how you do the, like, actual work. Like, how you become an anime journalist, what skills you should know. And people go to that stuff. Like, people in their early to mid-20s go to that stuff and they ask questions. I've, I've given advice of, like, look, this is what you could look at for, you know, how to do stories, how to, like... Because I, I've... I've written editorials that have made me money <laughs> about anime, specifically about anime and the um, awards environment in America. But, um, and that was a while ago. I wrote a thing about anime and the Oscars that got picked up by, that got picked up actually by Medium and was featured and, like, was for their paid subscribers. It, I bought breakfast once because of a Medium article that was great. Um, but um but yeah i also i also do this which is not not exactly reporting certainly although i am technically reporting now it's more but it has some overlap and it's definitely editorializing so um so yeah i think it's really smart that they split that out also just most people in most people in the panel yesterday night were just my age. They were just my age. Like it was just that was just an awesome, cool thing. Like just like oh, every every millennial who's like of drinking age and can like like has real responsibilities is probably sitting in this room right now. <laughs> And we're all a little weird, and that's fine. <laughs> um, it's just because. So here's where I'll end, and I've talked about this before, but like the the weird thing about going to conventions after you're out of the primary, um, after you're out of the primary range of being of anime fan which for the record is from um is about two years everything gets a little weirder everything gets a little bit everything gets a lot more interesting but everything gets a little bit weirder when you're at these things because you see what's super popular you see what's you see what's super popular you see what's being hyped and you see what companies are pitching to really not you like the this undead unlock panel 
was not pitching at me. It was pitching at, you know, the high schooler who the only anime they really watch is on Hulu and Viz stuff is on Hulu, so that's where they find it. Um, you know, I find it interesting that there is not, at least, at least yesterday, there was not that much, rep- there was tons of Jujutsu Kaisen cosplays, like, you could count the Chochos and the ch- and the Tojis on, you'd, ha- you'd have to use more than one hand to count them, like, I saw at least five Chosos, I saw at least three to five, three to seven, probably, Tojis, but the thing there that was like a Jujutsu Kaisen attraction that was at least like the official thing was the domain expansion thing, which I didn't go to, I'm going to go to today. But that's really interesting to me. That's really interesting that it's this huge show. and there's, But there's also not this huge like presence, like commercial presence of that show at the convention. There's something there to do from it that's a big deal thing, but it's not like going through the artist alleys. I usually take note of what is the most predominant thing that I saw, and I, I didn't see a whole lot of Jujutsu Kaisen stuff. I'm sure it's there, but I just didn't see it. Um, so that's, that's just really interesting. On that note, um, I will update you guys probably tomorrow morning about how, since that seems to be how this is going, about how day two of Anime NYC went. And I'll probably update you probably on Sunday night about Sunday because I'll be home. I'm in a hotel room right now. On that note, I've been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio Con Report. And I'll talk to you. Tomorrow, actually.